T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, uh, Paul Pelosi is in the hospital after being attacked uh, by a hammer-wielding maniac uh, earlier this morning, but uh, don't have a lot of details about the guy they arrested uh, in the midst of the attack. Uh, must not fit somebody's narrative because uh, don't have a lot of details about him. And uh, what else? Do we- oh, Donald Trump is not rejoining Twitter. He says he's going to stay with Truth Social. So apparently Donald Trump is one of the eight people who actually have been able to download uh, Truth Social. So I'm happy for him, but he's not going back to Twitter, even with uh, Elon Musk uh, taking it uh, uh, taking it over. It is uh, 10 minutes after 5 at News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, one of the, well, the most commonly, frequently uh, requested programs I do is around Halloween every year. And it is the Ghost Extravaganza, your ghost shows. And again, just a quick reminder, I I don't like stories. We don't take stories that start off with, I was asleep and, because the obvious explanation is, yeah, and you were dreaming. And the other one is uh, any story involving photographs of orbs around something Sorry, they don't do it for me. They don't do it for the ghost hunters either. They pretty much discounted the whole orb phenomenon, and uh, I can't say that I disagree with their uh, uh, with their assessment of it. I think uh, what a lot of people interpret as, oh, it's a spirit orb, probably just a mosquito or a noceum or uh, something like that. But, hey, I could be wrong, but uh, rules is rules, right? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get back to the calls here. Make sure to get as many people on as we can, and I suggest you call ASAP to be on the air. Here's Dawn in Niagara Falls. You are on WBEN. Hi, Tom. Yes, ma'am. Um, I do have one story that kind of goes along with more of a smelling story. Um, my dad was sick in 2016. Um, he happened to be a race car driver my whole life and um, got very ill. And when he was in the hospital, my aunt, who happens to be a medium and a tarot card reader, would, who is his sister, would go and visit. Well, the last uh, couple days of him being on a ventilator, we started to smell burning rubber. And it was so strong that we actually became nauseous and we knew that the hospital was filtered there was no way that this smell could be coming in and he was in a climate controlled room and we went out in the hallway after a couple days and told the nurses and no one but us could smell this except for one one other nurse and uh come to find out he died two days later and um he had told our other relatives that you'll know when i want to go because we took him off the ventilator 
because I will be burning rubber. And so that's one of my stories. So he, he told other relatives, but he didn't tell those closest to him? Um, it was right a couple weeks before he died, and he was hanging out with some of his buddies that were racing. He actually did not tell me, you know, his daughter that. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, I would tell yeah. my healthcare proxy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't tell right. somebody I, that ain't going to be there. I'm going to tell my healthcare proxy, right. hey, uh, yep. you know, if if you start hearing a weird voice, that's me saying, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, we got the message. So let's just put it that way. And uh, he happened to die on uh, July 16th of 2016, and his race car numbers were 61 and 66, which is just another anomaly for him, you know. We've uh, we've we've all kind of felt him at different periods. Have Not you? Ha, I guess the question is: Have you smelled burning rubber since? No, not a one. Nope. Just in the hospital, and actually made us nauseous, which is kind of a strange phenomenon. I thought. And both you and your mom smelled it, as well as one nurse, although the other, or your aunt, uh, even though the other yep. nurses did not. Correct. Yep. I mean, hospitals, uh, they, they are filled with some strange smells sometimes, but I can't say I've ever smelled burning rubber in a hospital. Right. So just a different kind of story. Well, no, thank you very much. Getting a lot of uh, smell yeah. a lot of smell stories today. Thank you uh, kindly for that. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Your real-life ghost story. Got to do it today because I might not be here Monday because of jury duty. Yay. Here's Kim in Depew on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Hello. H Hello. Go right ahead, please. Um, my, about 10 years ago, my mom passed away, and she was a heavy smoker. And um, I would never hardly ever go out to her house because she was such a heavy smoker and I couldn't stand the smell of it. So she passed away from a massive heart attack and was really unexpected. And every now and then I will have a very strong smell of cigarette smoke if I'm in the living room or if I'm going to bed. And it always seems when I'm like stressing about something and then I'll just say, hi, mom, I know it's you. And it dissipates. Hmm. It just slowly goes away, but it's there. You can definitely smell it. Could it could it be something that um, your mom's cigarette smoke caused you stress? Therefore, later on in life, when you're under stress, uh, it works in reverse. You smell the cigarette smoke. No, I don't think so. Because we're in my family, my personal family, we are not smokers at all. And anybody that comes over that does smoke has to be outside, and. I mean, I've been under stress before that one, before my mom passed away, and I never smelled it. Like, my job where I work is a little stressful, and I'll come home, and I'll sit down, and I'm just like, ugh, and I'll just start to smell cigarette smoke. And it's very strong, and it's always right around me. And I'll ask my husband, do you smell that? Do you smell that? And he's like, oh, no, I don't smell anything. I'm like, it's right there. It's like someone just popped on a cigarette and blew it out. And he, he has smelled it himself a couple of times when I haven't been around. And he'll say, okay, Donna, I hear you, or I, see, I smell you, you're here. And then it just dis dissipates. Um, very, very it's interesting. Okay, very interesting story. Uh, today's show has kind of been a smelly one. But uh, I, I thank you 
I thank you very much. Um, interesting. I wonder how many times the husband has Dutch ovened her and says, you smell this? Uh, let's go to, uh, if you don't know a Dutch oven, you can look it up, I'm sure. Here is uh, Ron in uh, Canada. Okay, it's when you break wind and you force the person you are with under the cover, preferably a quilt, and make sure they have to breathe it. Um, Ron in Canada on WBEN, hello. I've been waiting for this show all year. 45 years ago, I was a policeman in the far north of Canada. I was sent into a, into a bush camp a long way from our detachment, way into a bush camp to, fell, to find a prospector whose wife had died. Now, you go into the bush in northern Canada. There's no lights. There's no telephones. You better announce yourself when you walk into a bush camp. So I yelled. I got in the, in the bush near the camp. I yelled, hello, the camp. And already came with his 30-30. And I said, don't shoot. It's, it's police. Don't shoot. He didn't. I went in the camp. There was a lot of chains rattling because he was a prospector. He had chains on his door. I walked into camp, asked him his name, identified the guy. I said, he says, I know why you're here. I saw my wife a few minutes ago. His wife had died the day before, and he'd been drinking. So I said, yes, your wife passed away yesterday. And he told me he saw her a few minutes ago. So we sat down, and he drank the rest of the night. That was a nasty day. He didn't know she was in hospital. And I was the guy who told her she died. He told her he died. Uh, okay, there's, there's a lot of questions here. Um, how did the husband not know the wife was in the hospital? Well, he's way back in the bush. I mean, he's way in the bush. This is the north. So he, he had no idea she was in the hospital. She was in fine health when she left because we talked for a while. So you were going out to do the death notification? Yes, yeah. I went in the bush, take your truck, and away you go. Okay, so that's that's why you were going out. And yes. the, the fact that he said he'd been drinking all day. Um, yeah, he'd been drinking. He'd been drinking. When I got there, he's in, he's, in, he's in the bush. There's nothing else to do there. You're in the bush. So. Where, where, where did he think his wife was when he saw her? He said she, he said she was at the foot of my bed. That's what he told me. I remember this. I remember this very well. I'm sure you do. His name, everything. Every uh, guy's name, everything. Uh, okay, so what uh, did did you notice anything uh, peculiar when you were at the house? Well, this is way a bush camp. No, just the place was okay. and mining equipment and chains on the walls and of course a lot of booze bottles. And we just sat down and talked for a while. I loaded the thirty thirty. We put it back in the rack. And we just stayed there for a couple hours, and I took him back to town. Actually, back back into town, about an hour and a half, two hour drive back down the bush road into the into town into the hospital. Now, here in the U.S. in 2022, uh, you you wouldn't have loaded the 3030; you'd have confiscated it uh, on some <laughs> flimsy pretext. Um, look what's hap- look what's happening in Canada! They're taking our guns. Yes. Yep. Amen. Uh, Ron, that's a very interesting call. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. All right. So there's a guy. He's a cop in Canada. Goes out to make a death notification. Husband has no idea the wife is in the hospital, much less dead, and tells the cop, I just saw my wife at the foot of the, of the bed. The only thing that makes the story a little sketchy is the fact that he was drinking. But apparently, he did a lot of drinking anyway. So, you know, what are you going to do? The more you drink, seems to me, at least with some people, the less it affects you, the higher tolerance you build for, uh, for alcohol. So most Buffalonians will be mummified um, without any embalming fluid. It's true. True story. Especially during football season. So this is it. This is what you wait all year for. The Bowerly Ghost Extravaganza on News Radio 930 WBEN. Your stories, baby. Your stories. Here is Bunny on Grand Island. Bunny, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hi, Tom. Thank you. 
Um, I purchased my house in 87, and I heard about it from several of the neighbors who I was friends with. The gentleman who had lived here for 37 years passed away and had no family, never married. They found him dead. When I purchased a house that needed some work, I talked to my girlfriend that I work with, and I said, I want to wallpaper the dining room. It was like a 10 by 12 room. She says, oh, yeah, I have wallpaper. So we went in. We did one wall. We did another wall. We did a half of the third wall. And it was like two and a half, three hours. So I said, well, let's have a break. Let's have a cup of tea. She said, okay. So we went back in and made the tea, sat in the dining room. We're sitting there talking, and she goes, how did you ever buy this house? And I told her about the gentleman who had passed. As I'm telling her the story, we looked at the first wall that we had wallpapered. The wallpaper didn't just slide off the wall into a heap. One by one, the strips started at the ceiling and rolled totally into a roll down. Then the second one came down. Then the third one. And she was horrified. She goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. I says, And I said, oh, it's only Mike. I said, Mike, quit screwing around with us. I go, I own this house now, and I want to fix it up. She left and never would come back to my house. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't know an awful lot about wallpapering, but is there a chance that the reason that the rolls one by one were curling up and going off the wall had nothing to do with the paranormal but had everything to do maybe with old glue? No. Everything was new. Generally, if you're going to wallpaper and if it's not going to stick, it would just slide down and crumple down. Okay? Now... There's a more there's a thing an, an additive to the story. That was six months after the gentleman died. Six months later, the neighbors called me up and they says, "Hey, we want to know if you'd like to go to Mike's funeral." I go, "What do you mean?" He had passed, but no one. He was never interred. He was still in the coffin at the funeral home. The neighbors all pitched in to give him a funeral. Once he was interred. I had a couple other really weird things that happened, but once he was interred, that was the end of it. Uh, what was one other weird thing that happened before Mike was put into the ground? When I moved in, there was an old electric stove, a double oven stove, and it did not work. I had a stove guy come in. He goes, nope, I can't get the parts. It doesn't work at all. Nothing on the stove worked. I was upstairs in the bedroom sleeping, and the timer on the stove started going off, ringing, ringing, ringing. And I come down, and I'm like, what the heck? I didn't turn it on, and it didn't work when the stove technician was here. He goes, nothing will work, nothing works, and it started ringing by itself. Be even stranger if it wasn't plugged in. No, well, it, I don't know if he unplugged it, but it was... Nothing worked on the stove. Uh, All right, that's interesting. Just out of morbid curiosity, uh, how long was Mike in the house before somebody realized he was dead? Uh, He lived here for 37 years, and I believe it was probably, I don't know, I think he he died and they found him like a week later. Yeah, it wasn't in the middle of summer, was it? Uh, No, well, no, no. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't need to go into details. Um, th- those houses sometimes need a little extra care, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate it. I heard a story about a house uh, in Williamsville, and uh, the, it was so bad 
because apparently whoever was deceased inside, they didn't find this person for months and months and months. It was unfixable. You couldn't get it out. So the story is, and I, I can't verify this, I just heard the story from people who lived around the area, that they had to bulldoze the house and build a new one because the other one was just uninhabitable for reasons of uh, decompositional um, uh, disgustingness. It is, uh, we're not very pretty when we die, folks. It's uh, 27 minutes after 5 at News Radio 930 WBEN. If you have a ghost story you want to get in, you either do it in the next half hour or you have to hold your peace for about another year. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly, and I wait all year for this. You wait all year for this, the ghost extravaganza because I don't know if I'm working on Halloween or not because of jury duty. I'll find that out in a half hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I wonder what the ghost of Michael Jackson is up to. Just thought I'd mention that. I don't know that I want to know, actually. It is 536 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly with you. How you doing? Uh, the most popular show of the year, I would dare say. The Ghost Show. Real listeners calling in with real ghost stories. Now, here's the deal. You want your story on the air this year? You'd better call now at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Ghosts, paranormal Everything like that. We've had a lot of stories about smelling things uh, today, which is interesting. We don't often give our olfactory senses enough credit. But uh, as I said earlier, memories, for example, when you smell cotton candy being made, how is it possible not to go back to being three years old? I mean, really. Let's go to uh, Dan in Toronto on WBEN. Dan, welcome to the show. You are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, I, I live in Toronto, and uh, my parents had a house that they were the second owners of. It was built in the, around the 1930s. And when I was three years old in 1950, uh, 1959, I went into our, my parents' basement. I used to explore just to see what I could find. Uh, there was a teddy bear. My teddy bear used to, well, it was levitating up and down. What? Over a table. Yeah. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Come again? I, I was in my parents' basement. I saw my teddy bear go from the table surface up 
to near the ceiling, back down again, up again, and then this man's this man appeared holding it, and then his wife appeared next to him. I guess they were the original owners, and they were smiling because I had I guess I had a stunned look on my face, like who are these people in my house and and they're holding this teddy bear of mine, and they were just. They, they, he raised it up and down a few more times, and then they just vanished into thin air. For, for how long did your teddy bear levitate, and for how long did you actually see the figures? This was roughly a minute. It, 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 up and down, like two or three times up and down, and then his, his arm appeared, his entire body appeared with the wife uh, two or three more times. They were smiling at each other. For another minute or so, I guess, and then they were gone. Did they make eye contact with you? Yes, yeah. See, because that's one of the questions that always comes to my mind every time we do a ghost show uh, is, are these things that people see, are they aware that they are there? Are they aware that you are there? Or are they just leftover bits of energy that, for whatever reason, from time to time, uh, reappear? No, they, they looked real. And uh, I don't know if they had crossed over or if they were just, like, earthbound, but they were able to actually move my teddy bear up and down. And when they saw the look on my face, they smiled. This was not a residual haunting. This was a real live. Did you Okay, in that minute this is all taking place, did you say anything to them? No. No, I was three years old. I was just in shock. Uh, and you're you're sure at the age of three, you're sure you didn't dream this. It wasn't your imagination, nothing like that. Well, I'm positive. This was the middle of the afternoon. I used to explore in the basement. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a finished basement. It was used for storage. And I was just, you know, I was bored. I had, I was looking for stuff to do, and and there they were. Just what made you awesome. think it was the original owners of the house? I did because they looked like they were in their 40s or 50s, and you know, I don't know what happened to them, but the house was sold to my parents in the nineteen, like nineteen fifty-seven. Right, but you'd have no way of knowing whether the people you think that were playing with your teddy bear actually were dead at the time you saw them playing with your teddy bear. No, I didn't think they were dead. I just wondered how did two live adults just appear right in front of me and in my my house, right in the basement. Well, that's that's a really interesting question. I mean, in in your situation, sir, I would look up who owned that house, from whom did your parents buy the house, then I'd look up their names on the Internet and figure out when they died. And if they were alive when you saw something moving your teddy bear, they must have some incredibly magical powers going on. <laughs> I, I don't know if they were alive. I think they were just spirits. I don't know if they had been earthbound or, or had they had crossed over. I don't know how that works. That's... I know when you're when you're a ghost, when you're haunting a place, you can actually throw things at the ghost investigators. So they were he was able to move this teddy bear up and down. So I don't know if if they had been earthbound or they had crossed over and they just came back to visit. I don't know. Wow. All right. Th- wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I've heard stories and I've seen it on TV on uh, ghost hunters where people have been attacked by spirits and they've showed uh, scratch marks on the arm, scratch marks on the body. Uh, that would be something that I really personally could do without experiencing. Although part of me, frankly, thinks it would be kind of cool. Now, if I'd seen couple of people levitating a teddy bear at this point in my life i'd say hey if you can do that can you please paint my living room make yourselves useful 
803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Never seen a ghost, but I really don't think I would freak out at all if I did. I, I, at this point in my life, very few things would surprise me, and I would probably make some wise comment to them, you know, see if they come back. Uh, let's go to uh, Rick on a cell phone on WB. Uh, do a comedy monologue, see if they left. Here's Rick on a cell phone. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. So I got a unique story. Uh, I had a brother that passed away a few years back at, at the age of 50. He had a very progressive and fast uh, bone cancer. Uh, he passed away within a few months of uh, after his 50th birthday. But anyways... He lived in Florida. We grew up as kids together in Rochester. We were very close uh, brothers. I was one of five brothers. And uh, he got married, had his family, moved down to Florida. Uh, every, his kids grew up, and then he got this illness and passed away. Well, I hadn't seen him uh, that much over the years uh, towards the end of his life, and I felt terrible that I never went down to visit him even when he was healthy. Well, anyways, he got the cancer. He passed away. And they sent him back up here for a, a big family funeral and, and all that. And in the morning, we had a service. And I'm a night worker, so uh, I went to a service. We were just distraught and heartbroken, and uh, the family was just a mess. Uh, so to make a long story short, after the funeral, I'm a night worker. You know, I was upset. Uh, I didn't take the day off because we already had somewhat of a, a memorial before they sent him up here. So I went to sleep there the day. I woke up. Uh, I wake up by the alarm clock from music playing, and this is kind of. I mean, it could be my brain just playing on on feelings, but I found it very ironic that the song that I woke up to was "I'm Only One Phone Call Away." But the line that it was on, the, the song was on when it when the alarm went off was "Superman has nothing on me. I'm only one phone call away," and I woke up stunned because. I had just gone to his funeral, and it was like he was touching me, telling me that if you had any problems, just just talk to me. And, and I, I almost, I almost didn't. I was shocked. I don't. I didn't know how to explain it. But there again, it could just be my. I was so emotional that it touched me so strongly. Well, we're we're talking about. I mean, what sounds like a coincidence uh, regarding your brother's right, death right. and this song on the radio, as opposed to like a ghost, ghost. Yeah, I don't, I don't right, know. Right. I mean, coincidences do happen. We've done shows on coincidences. Actually, we started off today's show. I talked about a coincidence. I'm not debating that. Right, right. I mean, I, saying, be, and I know a lot of people think, uh, you know, have songs that remind you of family or experiences. But it, it really was like a huge sober. I mean, I almost jumped out of bed when that line played when the radio went off. All right, uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Rick. I mean, coincidences. Like I started off the show telling you guys that the other night because somebody mentioned Roy Orbison on the show the other day. I went home and I looked up Roy Orbison, which took me to um, Carl Perkins, which took me to Jerry Lee Lewis, and for some reason, I found myself unexpectedly reading about Jerry Lee Lewis. Actually, had the thought, you know, I should probably send him an autograph and uh, uh, I should probably send him a picture and have him autograph it. I uh, didn't get it off in the mail. It wouldn't have gotten there in time because Jerry Lee Lewis died today. And a couple of weeks, a few months back, I literally had looked up Queen Elizabeth II, and then the next week she died. I ascribe that to coincidence, but it's uncanny the number of people I mention on the show who we didn't mention Jerry Lee, I don't think, the other day. We may have, but uh, it might have been you guys. 
Um, but it's just, it was uncanny for a while there. I'd mention people that came into my mind, and the next day or within two days, they would end up dead. And then people would send me emails saying, hey, could you please mention so-and-so? And I thought that was very mean and nasty. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Louise in uh, Tonawanda, you are on the radio. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, five years ago, I bought a house that was owned by a lady who had died a couple years before. And I found out she was a hairdresser from her nephew. <clears throat> so we were the, <clears throat> I was the second owner of the house. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, in the basement, she had a little uh, room that was <clears throat> where she did hair. And one day I was sitting in the other part of the basement watching TV, and I thought I thought was what I thought I saw was like a haze of smoke coming out of that room. And I heard I could smell coffee, but I don't drink coffee. And so I, I heard very like like almost not very clear but it was like laughing and gabbing women and that was the end of it so i said okay elsie i know you're here her name was elsie and about a month later i felt something near me but there was no one in the house but me and it seemed a happy it just it got me happy and I said, I'm taking care of your house, Elsie. And I haven't had another thing since. Huh. Uh, let's get back to the gabbing women. That, how long did that episode last? It was like only a couple seconds. You know how women talk and, and that and drink coffee when they go to get their hair done. And that's what I thought it was. That's... Um... That's that's interesting. I mean, because we had the guy who called in before who heard a guy coughing upstairs, even though there was nobody in the house when he heard the coughing upstairs. Oh. I don't know if you'd heard that call that was in the uh, first or second hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, Louise. Uh, interesting, okay. interesting story. Uh, your ghost story, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most requested program I do. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Gary in North Boston, you are on the radio. Hello. Hello. Uh, hi, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, this happened back in 1968. I was a platoon leader in Korea, and we were assigned to the DMZ. And what would happen is at night we would break the platoon down into five patrols, seven, eight men each, and uh, set up ambushes. At that time, in 68, the North Koreans were sending across uh, infiltrators and people to attack some of our officials. It was sporadic, but it did happen. But that was our, our mission. And one of the, the, in the DMZ, there was a village at one time called Moonsani. It had been bombed out. Nobody lived there for decades uh, since probably the Japanese invaded Korea. There was a building left that was concrete, no roof. The windows were all blown out. There were big windows from floor to the ceiling almost. Well, we set up an ambush maybe 60 yards, meters away from it. And as nightfall came, it was hot day, that day, all day, very, very hot. Night came, about midnight it cooled off. 
Well, behind us was an old rice paddy that still had water, but it was all overgrown. And to our right, there was another rice paddy. Well, fog started to form, and it actually spilled over the banks. There's a little bank, like a dike. spilled over the banks and drifted towards this house, building. It goes into the house, and the lawn, around the house, the lawn didn't grow very tall or anything for whatever reason. It goes into this house, and three things started twirling like dust devils. That's the only way I can describe it. There's three very distinct. Oh wait, hold on. We gotta we gotta break off here with dust devils. Uh, if you've never seen one, uh, you you're miss you've missed out on something. Okay, so Gary in North Boston is in Korea. It's the 1960s. The DMZ fog materializes over rice paddies. The fog then uh, makes its way into an old dilapidated home, and then three dust devil-like things start twirling around like the. Uh, um, Tasmanian devil, and, and what happens next? Well, they, in slow motion, the dust, dust devils are moving. And I look at my RTO, and his eyeballs are as big as saucers. We're all like, what the heck is going on here? And it lasted about a minute, which is a long time for these things to be doing that. And the, the ground fog was probably... 20 inches high, two feet high. But in the building, the so-called devils, dust devils, were probably five, six feet high for us to be able to see them. And like I said, it went on for about a minute, and then they just leveled out in the fog, ground fog state for the rest of the night. So what do you think? Uh, I, I've got uh, some other things i got to take care of here. What do you think you guys saw? Well, find out later. Uh, started checking. I just had a curiosity to talk to some of our Katusas and so forth. Moon that was supposed to be the, the mayor's building at one time where the mayor lived, and he had three daughters. When the Japanese came through in the early 1900s, they took the three daughters and murdered the family, and the daughters never returned. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's that's super interesting. I mean, we think about ghosts being uh, an American thing, but really they're around the world. People see them around the world. Don't know if that's what you saw with the fog, but what an interesting story. What an interesting backstory. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, the Japanese uh, in the 19th century, um, sorry, the 20th century, uh, they were uh, they were pretty nasty, just so you know. Uh, they're still not real fond of people who are foreigners in Japan, just so you're aware. Uh, let's go to Kim on WBEN. Kim, you are on. Hello. Hey, hello. I was calling about my son who was renovating a house in West Seneca about <clears throat> five years ago. And he said that they had some a ghost sleeping upstairs and that she would sit on the bed. They knew somebody was in the room. And they just called her Wendy. So then um, he was renovating another bedroom upstairs for me. I was moving in with them, and he was working hard in the room because I had sold my house and I needed to go move in with them sooner than later. He said that the night, he usually stopped working around 9 p.m. There was, he called me the next morning and said, Mom, this is not going to work. The ghost is so noisy. I didn't get any sleep last night. She was pounding and hammering, working all night long. We didn't get one minute of sleep. So I said, well, we have no, I have no place to go, so you need to finish the house, and then we'll figure something out. So we burned some sage, 
upstairs and um, I moved in and I told Wendy, that's what we were calling her, that we were taking good care of our house and um, we never had a problem since then. Wow, I'm happy to hear that she got the eviction notice. Um, I, I wish I had more time, but uh, thank you very much uh, for the phone call. And again, that's not an unusual um, motif. Somebody's renovating a home, and supposedly that stirs up whatever spirits happen to be inside uh, a home. Nothing. I, I was not lucky enough to have anything like that happen when I was doing my house. Like I say, I, I've never seen one. I hope to at some point, but I've never seen one. The only thing that I do ask for is that if I ever do see a real ghost that I am super cool and chill, and that I make some wise comment to the ghost that gets the ghost to laugh. That is what I'm looking for. Just saying. Uh, 5.56, thanks very much for all of your uh, calls on this year's uh, ghost extravaganza. Monday, I may be here, I may not. If I'm not here, it's because of... uh, Uh, jury duty. Uh, It is uh, because I'm a real good candidate for that. Anyway, I'd love to serve. I really would, but this is just not the time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.